G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. It seems that one of the greatest paradoxes in life is that the more we try to fill ourselves up with things, wealth, possessions, experiences, entertainment, whatever, the more we try to fill ourselves, the emptier we feel. It's a universal condition. So here's a thought. Is the opposite also true? Could it be that the more we pour our lives out for others, then the more content we'll feel? I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again as we take a look at this whole contentment thing from a different perspective. Hey, it's great to be with you again today on the program. And if you've managed to catch the program previously and spent any time journeying with me at all, then one of the things you may have noticed is that, well, I'm a pretty passionate kind of guy. I love living life to the full. They tell me that that's in part due to my personality type. Yeah, okay. Happy with that. If that's how God's made me, fine. Maybe part of my sense of optimism is cultural. We Australians tend to be a pretty optimistic bunch. That's what comes from living in a country that's blessed in so many ways. That's fine. And yet you knew, didn't you, that I was setting myself up for this. It's easy amidst all that optimism and that sense of anticipation, that sense of wanting to get out there and live life to its full, it's easy to find yourself feeling a bit on the empty side. A bit on the unfulfilled side. And so my response to that emptiness used to be to try and fill myself up with more, to to get out there and do more with life and experience more, have more, chase after more, be more, do more. And yet the crazy thing, perhaps in one of the greatest paradoxes of life, the more you try and fill yourself up, the emptier you feel. So I wonder, is the opposite true? If the more we try to fill ourselves full, the emptier we feel... Could it be that the more we empty ourselves, the more we pour out, the fuller we'll feel? Well, let's have a look. I guess where this series of messages kicked off last week was with the sad realisation that one of the wisest, wealthiest men who ever walked the planet, King Solomon of Israel, came towards the end of his life as he concluded that despite all his wisdom, his wealth, his power and every pleasure he'd indulged his senses in, Despite his position of huge privilege, he concludes vanity of vanities, vanity of vanities. Everything's vanity. What what do people gain from all the toil at which they toil under the sun? That is a tragic conclusion to come to at the end of your life. And that's why we're on this journey from vanity to victory. Because I believe, no, believe's the wrong word. I know that God didn't send Jesus to this earth to suffer and to die and to rise again for you and for me so that we could wake up one day and conclude there's no real meaning or purpose or point to life. As positively and as optimistically as I've been hardwired inside, I've been in that place and let me tell you, it's not a place I ever, ever, ever want to go back to. And the exciting thing is that it's not a place that I ever, ever need to go back to. Romans chapter 8, verse 37, because in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. doesn't matter what life throws at us. If we believe in Jesus, then we're meant to live a life of victory and not vanity. We are more than conquerors. 
Maybe vanity, meaninglessness, purposelessness is a disease more of the affluent West. Maybe it's because on any global scale, the people who live in the developed economies have so much they don't realise how privileged they are. But you know something? I've looked into the eyes and seen into the hearts of many people around the world, and whilst vanity may well be more acute amongst affluence, the problem of, of purposelessness in life is universal. Rich, poor, black, white, you name it, you take me to any people group and I'll show you this sense of emptiness, vanity as Solomon calls it, in a good percentage of the population. And it comes, it comes from trying to be the centre of the universe and having everything flowing into us rather than having an impact outwards. One of the things we heard Solomon say about wealth and power and privileges and pleasures in the past is this, Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 1. I said to myself, right Solomon, come now, I'll make a test of every pleasure to enjoy myself. But again, that was also vanity. I, I said of laughter, it's, it's mad, and of pleasure, what use is it? I searched with my mind how to cheer my body with wine, my mind still guiding me with wisdom, and how to lay hold on, on folly until I might see what was good for mortals to do under heaven during the few days of their lives. I made great works. I built houses, planted vineyards for myself. I made myself gardens and parks and planted in them all kinds of fruit trees. I made myself pools from which to water the forest of growing trees. I bought male slaves, female slaves, had slaves who were born in my house. I also had great possessions of herds and flocks more than any who had been before me in Jerusalem. I also gathered for myself silver, gold, the treasure of kings and of provinces, I got singers, both men and women, and the delights of the flesh, many concubines. So I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. Whatever my eyes desired, I didn't keep from them. I kept my heart from no pleasure, for my heart found pleasure in all my toil, and this was my reward for my toil. Then I considered all that my hands had done, and the toil I had spent in doing it, and again... You see, all was vanity. It was like chasing after the wind. There was nothing to be gained under the sun. Just what I was saying before. The more we try to fill ourselves up, the emptier we feel. So right now, I want to test my hypothesis that the opposite may also be true. That perhaps the way, paradoxically, to really fill ourselves up is to empty ourselves out, to pour ourselves out. Let's have a listen to the Apostle Paul who lived a thousand or so years after King Solomon. Here he is on death row, towards the end of his ministry, towards the end of his life, somewhere in a Roman dungeon, chained to a Roman guard, wondering when he's going to be executed. And it seems the last thing on his mind is what people think of him, what, what people say of him, what people do to him. Paul is the last thing on Paul's mind. Have a listen to this. The letter of the Philippians in the New Testament, chapter 2, beginning at verse 16. It is by holding fast to the word of life that I can boast on the day of Christ that I did not run in vain or labour in vain. But even if I'm being poured out as a libation over the sacrifice and the offering of your faith, I'm glad and rejoice with all of you. And in the same way, you must also be glad and rejoice with me. <laughs> what does that word libation mean? The picture is of your blood being poured out in a violent death for the cause of God. And that's more than just figurative, since Paul, as we discover in his letter to the Philippians, is literally sitting on death row. The people at the church in Philippi were his dearest friends. This is one, in fact, it's the, no, it's the most affectionate of all Paul's letters in the New Testament. 
And, and what Paul is talking about here is his life being poured out. And he does it with such gladness, such rejoicing, because he's discovered over many, many years now of hard, difficult, confronting ministry in Jesus' name across the known world, he's discovered that real purpose, real satisfaction, real contentment do not come by filling yourself up. They come by pouring yourself out like a libation over the offering. They come when we give all that we are, all that we have, our very life for God and for other people, everything holding nothing back, not even life itself. And in that place, in that dungeon on death row, Paul is able to write about gladness and rejoicing. So it's true. Filling ourselves up makes us empty. Solomon teaches us that. You and I know that. Pouring ourselves out for God and for others fills us with gladness and rejoicing, even in the darkest places of life. Now that, that's worth hanging on to, don't you think? Something that a lot of people feel is a disconnect with God. Yeah, sure we do believe, we do want to draw close, but in this crazy world in which we live, for many, it just doesn't seem possible. I think we all end up in that place at some point. And that's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Living in the God Dimension. Let me tell you, this booklet is full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you draw closer to Jesus than perhaps you ever even thought possible so that you can live the abundant life that he has ready and waiting for you. And at the end of each chapter, you'll find some life application questions to help you think through and apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. To request your free copy, stop by at ChristianityWorks.com and you'll see that free offer right there toward the top of the homepage. Click on it, pop in your name and email, and that e-booklet will be winging its way to your inbox in just seconds. That web address again is ChristianityWorks.com. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.